Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So we have a new Tactical Thursday episode for you guys, and we're going to be talking through strategies to get your very first analytics job. And I'm going to let Elizabeth take this one away. Yeah, so I think there are really four strategies that I would recommend to get your first analytics job. The first is internship. So obviously you could do a great job at your internship and then hopefully be hired on full time. The second is pivoting a role that isn't in analytics, but is in a field that you want to get into. So like marketing and becoming a marketing analyst. The third is networking. And then the fourth is cold outreach, which is what people typically think about when they're thinking about applying to jobs, which is just applying to any and every job online. Yeah. And so we did rank order these, uh, the best way to get your job, which is an internship. And I think that that's the case because as an intern, you are spending your whole time at that company doing analytics work. Mm -hmm. And then the lowest rank order is cold outreach. Right, the spray and pray method. Right, like which is, uh, yeah, and I think that is such an apt way of uh, framing that up because it's kind of like, I don't want to be weird or anything, but getting to the online dating world, um, it's kind of like the difference between guys and girls' experience on dating mm-hmm. websites like OkCupid because girls will get 200 messages a day mm-hmm. and then some guys will send out thousand messages a day. <laughs> so there's kind of like a uh, differential there. Like I think you said the companies are kind of like the bell of the ball. Yeah, the companies are sort of like the girl in this situation who maybe is getting 200, 300, 500 reach outs a day. And you being one of those reach outs, it's going to be really hard if you have nobody internally who's looking out for you or anybody who's referred you or you haven't targeted your resume or cover letter Mm -hmm. and you're just sort of spraying, praying, hoping that your volume of applications will make up for the lack of targeting your resume or networking. Yeah, and building off that metaphor, which I love, by the way, I think this is a hilarious (laughs) metaphor, even more, it's the girls on those dating sites are probably interacting with guys face-to-face. Right. And they might run into a cute guy that they're crushing on. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. Which, to bring that back to companies... Yeah, networking. Yeah. So companies love hiring internally, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like in the metaphor, you know, meeting a guy organically. Yeah. Yeah, meeting a guy organically either through an internal candidate or a networking opportunity where maybe somebody is introduced to a hiring manager. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, this metaphor goes really deep, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's at the heart of, of everything. Right. Um, well, to, but we did have Fabio Alamini, um, actually, I mean, this was early on in the podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so the analytics manager from Volvo Finance was on the podcast. And we didn't tell you guys this, but we actually had someone that we kind of coached and lined up a job with Fabio. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he didn't get the job. His Mm -hmm. name was Chris Quaz, and Fabio actually went with an internal candidate, Mm -hmm. which uh, I'm kind of curious as to why do you think companies hire internally as opposed to finding... I mean, it's someone new and novel and better, right? Right, potentially. But I think a lot of companies go for an internal hire because this person has proved themselves, and they are somebody that they know 
is adding value. They know what right. they're getting. And perhaps it's time for that person to get a promotion, to be recognized for the great work that they're doing. And so oftentimes they'll look for that internal hire, even if maybe they do some external interviews and, and look for candidates externally as well. It may just come down to the fact that, hey, this candidate internally is great. They've done great work for us in the past. They've been loyal to us. We know what we're getting, so we're going to hire them. Yeah, and I think what this speaks to, kind of, here's a hot tip, pro tip here, mm-hmm. a referral from someone that that manager knows and trusts, mm-hmm. it just, that is immensely powerful to get your foot in the door. And then also, they can frame you up in a great light. So even if you blow the interview, mm-hmm. but you know your current manager or someone you worked with says they do amazing work, mm-hmm. you got a little bit more leeway there. I think you're right. I mean, think about it. You have that clout that you've built at the company. You have that clout you've built with your current manager. And so certainly that can go a long way. And to bring it into networking too, when you have a referral, whether that's an internal referral mm-hmm. where you are working at that current company or you're just wanting to get into that company, so you're coming from the outside, that can speak volumes because we've talked about this before on the podcast. If I am a hiring manager and I get a thousand applications and five of them are people that were personally recommended to me, who do you think I'm going to first? Those five right, yeah. who were personally recommended to me. So networking is a huge strategy, one of the best ways to land your next job. So I feel like we've neglected point two. And I feel like we do this often. And I'm sorry I've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys that, hey, I'm in, you know, I'm in the middle of my career, not analytics related. Mm-hmm. I want more advice. Well, here you go. Here We're going to now start talking about this. If you are currently working in, say, marketing analytics or marketing, you can very quickly pivot that into marketing analytics because if you're making campaigns, you have so much data to work with. Mm-hmm. And we actually interviewed someone who pivoted their current role into a more analytics-centric one. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head the episode number, but it was Billy's uh, Zhao. And he took on, a, I think it was a marketing job, and then asked his manager, hey, I've got all this data, can I get access to Tableau? Mm-hmm. So then he essentially pivoted his marketing role into a marketing analytics job. You're doing two things there. Number one, you're building skills, and you're building that track record. Mm -hmm. So you can say, yeah, I've been doing marketing analytics for a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. So then you're not in that, you know, zero momentum space. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, one of the best ways for you to build skills is to be in a current role and then build skills either on the side or try to take that on in your role. I mean, try to get some of those responsibilities that are analytics related and say, hey, I want to um, expose myself to this. I want to learn this. Absolutely. And then let's close um, this conversation out on networking. Okay. So you... Well, it's interesting because we, we talked about this concept before we hit record. Your ne- your idea of networking is more university and college-centric. So I think that's one way that you can do it. It really depends on where you are in your career. Certainly, universities and colleges, if you are in a master's program or a bachelor's program, are going to have events ready for you. They're going to mm-hmm. have you know, campus recruiting, they're going to have career fairs, they're going to have an opportunity for you to meet with employers at a networking night. And so take advantage of that. I mean, that's part of your tuition. So do it, go to those events. 
But then beyond that, when you get out of a university setting, there certainly are other events that you could attend in the community, like a young professionals group, or we've talked about user groups on this podcast before. Right, yeah. So I was the uh, Tableau user group in Greensboro for about two years. Mm -hmm. And there were so many people who would come in. A lot of them would be, you know, graduate students, and they would work on a project Mm -hmm. and then meet someone that would hire them. Right. I mean, that's a great way... Because you're networking with intention there. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not just going to, you know, you know, one of those bland, generic networking where it's like, here's my car. Right. Here, oh, I'll take your car. And it's like, it, that was my conception of networking until mm-hmm. I got involved with that user group. Because mm-hmm. you can actually work on projects and build value and skills and build really, I mean, if you do networking right, it's extremely valuable. Yes, it is very valuable. And I think a lot of people have that conception that it's just sort of we're going to this meeting we're giving out business cards but it does not have to be that there are so many different ways you can network networking could be one-on-one conversations right now that'd probably be over zoom but you know eventually could be again you grab coffee with somebody but it could be all the way up to you're going to a very targeted type of group like these user groups and you're building relationships there and everything in between. So think of networking as simply just meeting people and be targeted about it, to your point, instead Mm -hmm. of just going to an event that's open to anybody in the public. Go to an event that's going to be people who are in the field that you're interested in. Fantastic. All right. Does that round us out with this conversation, you think? I believe so. Yeah, all right. Very good. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and Ring the bell if you want notifications each time we post a video. We're Right now, I think we're doing, what, one or two videos a week? Yes. So, thank you, guys. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.